Hello, my name is Logan Bolds. I'm the head of school at Stratford Academy, and today is our inaugural Carline Conversation podcast. This will be available in both audio and video format, and I am joined today by three of my lovely ladies, three of my division directors. One, Dr. Kelly Cozzi, head of preschool and lower school, Miss Jennifer Sweat, head of middle school, and Miss Teresa Ferrari, head of upper school. Today we are here to discuss all things pandemic and life lessons and school lessons learned from it. So our first question today is looking back over the past year, what do you think is the most important lesson that you have personally learned during this year? Ms. Teresa Ferrari. Thank you, Mr. Boltz. Um, I think for me, I've learned that I can operate on a lot less sleep than I thought I needed. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, the, one of the things that I've learned is I just, at the beginning of all this, I thought, gosh, I'm never going to be able to control these kids and get them to do what they're supposed to do and get them to cooperate with the protocols that we have set into place. But really, they've been remarkably compliant with what we've asked them to do. Um, to ask a 15, 16, 17-year-old to spend six hours of a school day with a mask on, I thought would be pretty much impossible. But as it turns out, they've really been pretty good about it. And I'm so proud of the fact that we have had not a single upper school teacher get sick this year with COVID, and we have not had a single student-to-student -student spread of the disease at school. So what we've demanded of our students and expected of them they rose to the occasion, they did what we asked them to do, and we were able to stay open. So I, one of the lessons that I've learned is, is despite the fact I can't get them to stay in dress code, I can get them to wear a mask and to follow <laughs> um, the rules. When it really comes down to something important, they're willing to step in and do what they need to do because they wanted to be here too, just as we did. Now, Dr. Kazi, looking back at um, you know, the past year, what do you think is the most important lesson that you've personally learned from this? Personally, I have learned that um, teachers can be more flexible than they think they can. <laughs> um, you know, to me, the personality of teachers, it's funny, you would, you would think that teachers would need to be flexible because they're working with kids who are very, very um, flexible themselves and you never know what's coming. But when you look at the personalities of teachers and I, you know, we've talked about this in the past, we've given personality tests to our faculty before <laughs> sometimes. They are rule followers. They want to know what's coming. They want to know exactly what to plant. They want to know, they don't want anything thrown. They don't want any monkey wrenches thrown yeah. into their business. Yeah. And this whole last year has been a giant monkey wrench yeah. <laughs> in everybody's business. And they really, when forced to do it, kind of took a breath and said, okay, what can we do differently? What can we change? What can we, and, and really what I have seen with our faculty from preschool all the way through high school, um, as an as a administrator, but as a parent of two middle schoolers, as a, just across the board, friends who have high schoolers, everybody here is, is worried about the student at the student level whether it's you know their physical health and safety and what we were planning for that and all the mitigation efforts we put in or their learning or what they missed or where are they and so i think every at every division we have really put in a lot of effort of making sure that that we're reaching every kid where they are cuz that was a lot of the discussion you know in working with preschoolers and lower schoolers we're teaching them to read i mean that's my, my teachers were in a panic oh, in march man. and april because you know those pre-k kindergarten first grade kids that's when you learn to read that's like magic time mm -hmm. 
and you know what 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 are we going to do when we get back to school in august and they haven't had this and so they were they went so above and beyond while we were at home to try and make sure they were getting everything that they could get even though it's impossible um, but then everybody did what they had to do this fall when we got back to make sure that they are where they are and yeah. where, where they need to be so i think that's been everybody has stepped up to do exactly what they needed to do no doubt i think that's a blessing of our independence too is that the idea is that we knew that the kids were going to come in with gaps and things that were missing from that last quarter of a school year and the teachers weren't stuck to having to you know keep going full force at where they thought they were going to be they were able to back it up and go from there mm -hmm. and it's so true we think teachers are these you know naturally out of the box thinkers but they're no we, we, we are safe people <laughs> and so we want security and a calendar and a plan and so the idea of having all that thrown out yeah it can really unsettle you mm -hmm. so again looking back at this last year and all the things that have happened during the pandemic what do you think is the most important lesson that you personally have learned flexibility Amen. I am one of those who likes a plan. I like, you know, a calendar, 18 <laughs> months planned out ahead of time. And obviously that has all gone by the wayside. And the lesson I've learned is that it's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. Everybody's still good. Um, you know, we are focusing more on... Uh, the individual needs of each child, each faculty member, each family. Um, and so we're looking at shorter chunks um, instead of, you know, planning huge, huge uh, long-term items. And, you know, we plan things and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't and that's okay. Absolutely. That's okay. And thinking of that flexibility as educators, we are naturally, you, you would assume that we are naturally flexible just because we're around other human beings who, <laughs> you know, throw things at us and, and, you know, we have to kind of dog, dodge and weave as we go about. But given a, a pandemic, yeah, it's difficult. It really revealed to us the need to really be flexible and to take each day as it comes and small chunks versus big chunks. Sure. Um, so as educators and as, as division leaders and department directors, what were you most concerned about when you thought of your students? When we were all huddled together, sending the emails that we thought, you know, were going to be just a temporary shutdown that then turned into three months of, miss, uh, of missing school, technically, what were some of the first concerns that came to mind? I was afraid we would lose that connection with them. Mm -hmm. Um, school is all about relationships, um, especially here. Um, you know, teachers have relationships with each of their students. Students have relationships not only with each other, but also with their teachers. And to lose that for three months is frightening um, for both the kid and the teacher. That's what I was the most concerned about, especially with our middle schoolers, sure. because those are so, they're difficult to make. And by March in the school year, we have made those connections and established those relationships. And then they were just cut off mm -hmm. um, by having to be physically separated. Um, so that was our, that was my biggest concern. Sure. I know something I was worried about from a head of school standpoint was the idea of Obviously, we care about our students, we love our students, but what we were worried about was actually losing them, the idea of them going to other schools. And so, 
kind of a mixed blessing behind this pandemic was that it revealed to us that we have to continue to define to, to, to define our value to our families. And I think we've been able to do that, particularly since when everybody shut down for March, April, and May, and the fact that we resumed school on our targeted date of August 19th and have stayed in school since then and have remained one of the only area schools to have stuck to our original school calendar that we put out over the summer. I think that's a testament to the hard work of of our administrators, our teachers, our families, and, and our students as well. Now, character ed is a really key part of our curriculum. How have you seen some of the character traits that we emphasize, that we tell our students are important, come into play during the last year among our community? I have seen, um, again, with the students just kind of stepping up and doing their part, that they have been good about taking more responsibility responsibility for the cleanliness of the school, responsibility for um, maintaining social distancing, uh, responsibility for um, doing things in new and different ways. They've had to learn how to adapt to new tools. Um, also, for, this, for those few children that had to go home, um, to learn from home, that took tremendous um, resiliency on their mm -hmm. part. It was frightening for them to be not just away from their friends, but they worried about how would they keep up. Um, and so I think just that whole concept of responsibility that everybody has had to step up with that, not just in terms of the practical running of the school, but also in terms of um, keeping up with their schoolwork in sure. this sort of new and different um, paradigm. Sure. Something I know that I saw was the compassion, you know, something we really try to preach to the kids is compassion. Mm -hmm. And the idea that, you know, we certainly, while we had some of the fewest cases in our area, we certainly had our fair share, predominantly those being out for close contact. And when those kids would go out, I would love to see our, our students who are still on campus reaching out to them. How are you doing? What can I bring to you here? This was something we did in class today, even though they were able to zoom in and Google meet and, and still you know, communicate in class, the students going the extra mile, which goes back to their own responsibility of caring for somebody else, which is compassion um, and just their empathy. Levels. Yes, yes. Well, and then also just the fact that they're hasn't been a horrible stigma attached because I know very early on in the pandemic, people that did get sick felt almost like social pariahs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel that at all at school that people looked down on or made people feel inferior judgmental. or yeah. judgmental about kids who got sick and had to stay home. It was more just, oh, they felt bad that they were gonna miss out, but people were willing to if I need to take something to somebody or what have you, no, there wasn't the stigma that I feared might be present among sure. the kids. Sure. Now, Dr. Kazi, how have you seen some of the character traits that we emphasize in the classroom during the last year come out among our community? I think, especially looking at preschoolers and lower schoolers, but again, as a parent, I, I kind of have a different perspective because I have children in divisions where I don't work, so I get to, to see what they're doing too. I do think that they've really worried about the kids that are at home. Mm -hmm. I think that whether it was the teachers or the students, I think that as a, as a community, our, our, we have had some concern for the people who aren't here because we do realize how relational this experience is and how it is so important that we're here together. Um, so I think that people have really kind of gone above and beyond to, sh to, to check in and, and take care and, and all those things. Teachers have been, you know, very worried about kids who aren't here 
um, even more so than normal. I mean, that sure. is a very normal teacher reaction. Like, why aren't you here? I'm texting mom, you know, nine yeah. o'clock. Where are you? Is so-and-so sick? Now it's, what can we do? What do you need? You know, and, and really putting in a lot of effort with that. Um, I do agree with Ms. Ferrari about our campus. I think that students have stepped up and, and kind of appreciated maybe more since we, and I think that's been a good thing is getting to be outside as much as we've had to be. <laughs> we have appreciated how nice it is to be outside Absolutely. and what a beautiful campus we really have yeah. and taking advantage of some things um, and taking care of some things that we maybe didn't do quite as good a job of sure. in the past that we should have done. Um, and then I also think that accountability piece, even all the way down to preschoolers and lower schoolers, preschoolers, it's hard for them to be accountable, but they're learning and, and the teachers are really kind of enforcing that. And it's not just accountability for their work, it's accountability for their stuff. I mean, you know, I have a hard time remembering my mask every morning <laughs> and I have to hang it on my rearview mirror to make sure I've got one in the car. And then I have to fuss at my people to make sure they have one. Well, when you're three, that's really hard. Uh, and sure. those kids are managing water bottles. You know, we've closed drinking fountains. We've done yeah. all these like little things that make have a big effect when you're teeny. Um, and you're not really responsible for yourself, but they've been able to manage um, masks and water bottles and hand washing and yeah. hand sanitizer and all kinds of crazy stuff that they haven't had to do in the past. And they've just taken it in stride and gone right on yeah. about their business. Now, because of these experiences over the last year, okay, and this is one of my favorite questions, is how do we think that we know how the world has changed because of this pandemic, but how has doing school changed? What has it shown to us as what has changed at school, basically? I think from my viewpoint is that adaptability, that flexibility, the idea that we can almost, it's, it's you know kind of a paradox. We can do school from everywhere, and yet this has redefined the importance that school needs to be done in person. We have been able to see how successful we have been since August 19th in keeping students on campus and doing the thing, you know, nobody wanted to wear a mask, nobody wanted to sit six feet apart at lunch, and nobody wanted to spread desks out, but we did all these things in order to remain on campus and in school. And so when I look at the way that a school has changed, have we brought in new elements of technology? Yes, okay. Our teachers have grown light years in their own knowledge of practical applications that I think are long-lasting post-pandemic. The idea that they get to, they, they learn some new, cool, innovative ways to deliver curriculum to students in the classroom, and they've implemented those. But also, is it has underscored the importance of being on campus. I feel like we've always kind of just knew it, like, well, duh, of course schools happen inside of a school. But as we've seen, and our number, the declining number of students who elected to resume school online have continued to decline, is that the importance of being together and that there's relationships and community and that school really is best done at school. Yeah, I feel very, very strongly like about that. Even though um, the, the mask puts a barrier up. Sure. You know, it, it really does because as teachers, we use our body language, our facial expressions, not only to pre help present material in an animated and lively way, but we really look at the kids and watch for their reaction. And it is amazing how much you can read just by looking at the eyes, not by looking at the rest of the face. But it has been a barrier that's, that even that is difficult. So if the barrier were even larger, say you're in your house and I'm here at school and we're only looking at each other across a screen, that's an enormous barrier that sure. to me is just insur practically insurmountable. But for, for me, I guess it just really um, 
showed about how much teaching is about relationship mm -hmm. that you have and the closeness that you have with those students. And I, it's been impossible for me not to even physically get close to my students. I just, I can't socially distance from my students. Got the mask on, they've got the mask on, what have you. But you just, it takes a human humanity out of it if you have to be, you know, physically separated from those students. So cold I, I guess to yeah. me it just really underscores how much education is about the relationships that you build with your students. It, it's, and you cannot replace that virtually. Sure. You simply cannot. I think something too that we've learned, regardless of the division, that a premier education that we have here at Stratford Academy does not translate well online. Mm -hmm. And it's why we have made a collective decision not to become Stratford 2.0, a virtual school that yeah. allows students from around the country, the state, the region, to zoom in, to Google Meet into classes because we've discovered our curriculum is hands-on, it's relationship-centered, and the idea that that just doesn't translate in an online environment, which I think is a testament to our curriculum as right. opposed to kind of a, a deterrent. Um, and our kids learn, even in middle school, you know, we think of recess as a lower school, preschool sure. thing, but our kids learn when they're together. They mm -hmm. learn from each other. Yeah. We know they learn from the teachers and from us, but they also learn from each other. Sure. Um, and when they're not physically together and in the same space, they lose... The social skills and relationships. Yes. And yeah, I mean, that's key. Mm -hmm. That is key. Okay, so what would you say from the last 365 days, what has been your favorite memory, a positive favorite memory that you've had over the last year of this pandemic? Spending so much time in your office, Mr. Galtz. <laughs> we have spent- We've we had yes. some good laughs. We have we had, had, had a lot of laughs. It is yes. true. We have spent a lot of time together. Yeah. And, and one of my, one of my favorite, well, I've got two favorite stories. One was when I called Miss Teresa Ferrari, head of upper school, when I called her to discuss a question, uh, you know, I, it was a, I can't remember if it was a parent request or something with a student or a teacher, and I remember talking to her and I said, oh my gosh, Miss Ferrari, it's Easter. I've called you on Easter. I cannot believe I'm ruining your Easter holiday. And I think you said something to the tune of like, I didn't even know it was Easter. <laughs> we just, because all those days just got blurred together. And my second one was being able to have my my 30th birthday, the, um, the drive-by for the, the oh, birthday yeah. party. Yeah. And not, th you know, not even having a birthday during the pandemic was so like, I can't even believe we're focusing on this in the midst of this international health crisis. And yet, seeing students, seeing faculty, seeing parents drive by and throw you know, gummy bears and birthday cards and balloons out windows was, again, such a testament to our community that we have here. And that was, even though I cannot believe my wife planned that and, and everybody kind of coordinated it, it, was, it, that was such a bright spot in a really dark and kind of confusing time. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite memories is really at, at one of the football games in the fall because the students were so anxious about being able to go and have a student section and was it going to be fun? Were they going to be able to be spirited? And I was just clear, there, I knew there was no way I could socially distance them, but we were outside, so that was okay. But, but I insisted that they wear masks, even as just an example to that at Stratford, we do things the right way, as an example to the other teams, what have you. Um, but I remember that um, our, our pep club, one of our pep club leaders, it was, it was Claudia Pope, and she was up there with her bullhorn and everything, and I remembered her shouting out through the bullhorn, 
pull your mask up or I'm going to kick you out of this game. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, what more could I ask for? Sure. But our pep club leader to be, she knew it wasn't going to happen. If we don't follow the rules, there will be no student section. Yeah. But she knew that that, that was going to be required, and she just stepped right up. And I, I just thought, this is, this is too good to be true. This student body is so compliant and so um, cooperative and respectful. And I just, I don't know, I loved them that day when I was watching everybody. They were still having so much fun, but they all had their masks on. <laughs> and I just thought, this is amazing that yep. these kids can, they could still have fun, even though this new crazy rule is in place. And um, I, it just made me really proud. They understood they needed to do what needed to be done. They did. In order and, they to to do and they were willing to do it. They were willing to do it. They were willing to do it. My favorite was graduation. Oh, I thought graduation was a smashing success. I loved everything about it. I loved that it was outside. Um, I loved that it was on campus. Um, and I loved the fact that the kids got to drive through. Yeah, that was really special. All the teachers and their family members. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thought everything about it, it was... was yeah, Perfect. that was a, that that's a very was special day. Yeah, and that's again one of those traditions that we've seen has been able to change. We're, we've mm -hmm. we've adopted an outdoor graduation now. We've always wanted to move it back to 6010 Peak Road, and we were able to do it this mm -hmm. year or last year, and then are planning for it this year. Well, Dr. Kazi, what would you say over the last 365 days has been your most favorite memory? Um, let's see, most favorite probably personally um, was when we were working at home last spring and. Um, John Henry and Catherine got to work together on one of their STEAM assignments, their online STEAM assignments from Miss um, Holly, and they had to create something with a pulley system. I can't remember what it was. They were doing these Rube Goldberg projects, and they were outside, and they had strung. It, they used the entire front yard. I mean, they spent the whole day doing it, but they had the best time. Like, they had just said, all right, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it, and they were they were transporting something. It may have been Catherine's hamster. <laughs> and they, they had to have a pulley system like across the yard. And, I mean, it was a huge deal. That was, that was fun. I was inside yeah. Zooming, I'm sure, I'm with sure. y'all. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but I was looking through the front window, and they were having a big time, and, and the yeah. hamster was flying through the air across the yard and having a great time. And then on campus, I think it's not necessarily a specific memory, but I have really have loved seeing everybody outside mm -hmm. um, from – Preschool and lower school spend a lot of time outside anyway, preschool especially. Lower school has spent, you know, they're eating lunch outside. Yeah. And, and they're um, doing some things differently. They're not sitting all day and they're not sitting in desks all day. They're, they're getting up and they're moving. And, and I personally like to walk through the hallways of the lower school and see kids sitting out in the hallway working in little groups and at tables yeah. out there and they don't all have to be sitting in a classroom at a table all day long. Sure. Um, but to get to see the middle and upper schools outside too, I think they really enjoyed that. And oh, I think it's no been doubt. good for them. I think that's one of those things we'll keep. There's no doubt. I know something I was thinking of too, when we think back to those March, April, May, June months, when we really were off campus before coming back in July for at least admin, um, was how much time we did get to spend with our families. And I know that sometimes that it was, it was, <laughs> could be borderline too much time, <laughs> but we do think about having, I mean, what, you know, in what world, in what society, in what generation will we be able to have that much time just exclusively with family? And so as somebody with two young children at home, I know that I will never be able to have that time back. And so that was, that was a really important, really important step.
Once again, thank you for joining us for our inaugural Carline Conversation podcast. Once again, I was joined by Dr. Kelly Kazi, Miss Jennifer Sweat, and Miss Teresa Ferrari. Be on the lookout for future series that come your way as we continue to be the leader in all things, not just education, but all things child rearing. Thank you very much.